Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so happy to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I had the privilege of sitting down and having a conversation with Randy Kay of Randy Kay Ministries, author of Dying to Meet Jesus, on a face-to-face encounter with Jesus he had and a near-death experience and how it changed his life. And it was such a great conversation, and I know it's going to bless you guys. So make sure you listen to today's show. Before we get started, I want to give a great big shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries, who does all of our equipment rental for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who provides our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. A big thank you to you guys. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. I've also got a great offer for you today. You can start your new year off right with a face-to-face bundle. Pursue a life devoted to the presence of God in devotional by Bill Johnson. You can get a discount right now through Charisma. It is an amazing deal. I will have links to it in the show notes and your purchase helps support Revealing Jesus. And if you are loving this podcast, I would encourage you to support it. Your donation of any amount helps keep us going and bringing you amazing conversations with leaders, teaching, prophetic insights into what God is doing, and more. So without further ado, let's listen in to my conversation with Randy Kay. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. He is the author of Dying to Meet Jesus, the founder of Randy K Ministries. And he is a a fantastic lover of Jesus. Randy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Christina. It's great to be with you today. Oh, well, the pleasure and the honor is all ours, all ours. Thank you so much. I love that you, um, I love what you put in your mission statement for your ministry. You said, our mission is simple to share the infinite love of God to a broken people, yearning to know that he is real 
and that his attention is focused on you as though you were the only person in the world. I love that so much. You know, that was, uh, Christina, something that I realized when I was with Jesus in heaven after dying for a little over 30 minutes. Um, my heart had stopped from blood clots and a rare bacterial strain that was resistant to, to antibiotics, which caused further clotting throughout my body, causing a traffic jam of red blood cells uh, throughout my body. And so that was my demise, but on the worst day of my life, that is dying and death was the greatest day, which was being in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that was the, the first impression really I had was when he looked at me uh, face to face, I felt as though I was the only person in the world. And I realized that that is how he sees us, mm -hmm. uh, even though the cares of the world are on his shoulders. He sees us exclusively. He's devoted to us as though we are the only one. And he would indeed go to the cross uh, for, for you and me if we were the only people in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, the way that he loves is, is so astounding. He has this relentless focus upon those he loves. It always astounds me. Well, I've shared so much about you. Um, is there something um, that you'd like to share with our listeners, maybe about you, that's maybe something personal just to help them get to know you? Well, you know, uh, Christina, my, like so many people, I had uh, looked for worldly accolades or recognition, really approached life wanting to achieve. And it's kind of, isn't it, isn't it just like our, at least Western civilization in that, in that when our children are young, oftentimes people will ask them, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Uh, you know, do you want to be this or that? And uh, rarely, if ever, would we ask or other people ask uh, children, you know, that question and they would respond, well, I just want to be loving toward other people. I want to be a better person. I want all of these other more mm -hmm. ethereal and more, let's say, more gracious uh, means of becoming the person that God ordained or intended for us as the singular person that, that he has established on this earth for a singular purpose. So I think that's, uh, so I was striving after all of these goals. But one thing that I wrote about in the book, Christina, was that our uh, family had struggled with, um, with mental illness. Uh, so in my case, uh, depression, clinical depression, and mm. my son, my father had that, my son had uh, a touch of that as well. Uh, and then my daughter suffered many strokes when she was younger. And that caused uh, her to go into seizures. Uh, and that caused uh, a number of different issues for her. So we really had some struggles um, mm -hmm. within the family, even though if you were to look at us, we might look like the proverbial all-American family. Uh, we, we, were, uh, we were successful financially, lived in a you know, fairly large house in San Diego, um, promoted uh, corporate CEO, uh, headed the corporate operations for the fastest growing pharmaceutical company at the time and flew out to Washington, D.C. As a matter of fact, we were on all of the major networks and on the front cover of Time Magazine. 
wow. to introduce a, uh, a cure for Alzheimer's. We never say cure in the pharma uh, industry, uh, yeah. but it was, it was about as close as you could get. So uh, we had that going on. And then the FDA forced a recall because of uh, the inflammation uh, that was caused by the drug. And so that was the demise I had to raise uh, subsequently as a CEO of a biotech company about 60 or $70 million to keep that company afloat. And so my wife and I sat in a coffee shop and we had all of these things going on with her uh, nightly screams from her daughter having these many strokes mm. uh, and all of the, the financial demise actually of yeah. going through these things. And we said, well, at least we have our health. And then two weeks later, I was dead. Wow. That is so traumatic. I'm so thankful that Jesus is so good. He can take the depths of the most tragic pain like that and turn it around. One of my favorite uh, speakers says he can win with a pair of twos. And uh, you were dealt a lot of twos. <laughs> there were a lot of twos. And, um, you know, another thing about that we know oftentimes is that God seems to wait until the 11th hour, mm-hmm. you know, and for my 11th hour was uh, lying on my back in the bedroom, just staring at the wall, a shadow uh, being cast from the moonlight and crying out, God, I, I need to know you as I need to see you this time. I, I, even though I had been ordained mm-hmm. in Christian ministry, I had taught at a 4,000 member church, uh, you know, I was active within the Christian community, having been a former agnostic. Mm. Um, and so I had been an agnostic uh, in my youth, came to be a Christian uh, in, a, in a charismatic church, and then um, had this crisis of faith. Mm. And little did I know, I was, I, that, that's not something that anyone wants to do, is that challenge God to show up. It really isn't. <laughs> You know, that, that is, uh, I think we might say tempting God, or at least challenging him in a way that, that is, uh, I look in retrospect unfair, uh, because I was insisting that he reveal himself in his personhood. I was halfway expecting Christina for the, uh, for some visage of God or right. you know, the long flowing white hair. And I was just waiting for that demand right. that that would happen, um, and, you know, the irony of it, it is it, it did happen, but yeah. it took my heart stopping to, uh, so that I would eventually uh, be ushered into the presence of yeah. our Lord Jesus and, and God Almighty. Yeah. You know, he's so faithful. And I think sometimes we do pray those prayers and, you know, I think you were probably expecting a, uh, Apostle Paul encounter on the road to, uh, you know, uh, Damascus <laughs> when, uh, yeah, right. you know. An angel of True. the Lord struck him blind. But <laughs> yes, uh, without the blindness part, I, right. you know, I would have gone. <laughs> right, right. We, we don't want the blindness part. <laughs> well, mine was in the uh, death. So I guess I would prefer right. maybe the blindness to the, the death, death would be yeah. maybe a preferable uh, option. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I, I mean, you had such a powerful encounter with Jesus. Tell me what it was like being face to face with Jesus. Oh, this is the part, Christina, where I know I'm going to cry too. I just, yes, it's okay. We can just get wrecked here together. It's totally fine. My wife tells me, you know, maybe once you get not uh, tear up when you get there. But the thing, 
about the uh, the heavenly memories that is uh, from heaven uh, is that it's so vivid. Yes. That I'm there again. And so I was crying out, you know, yeah. in the name of Jesus after my heart has stopped and I stopped and I found myself in this uh, almost galactical space. It was very strange. It was like a spiral galaxy. And then I was being pulled by a light. Um, that mm. sounds almost cliche mm. in an afterlife experience uh, encounter. But I, I discovered that the glory of of God is that light pulling, mm -hmm. pulling me. And because when I was, uh, when I found myself cheek to cheek with Jesus, after mm -hmm. crying out his name, um, my first thought was, so this is love. This is love. I had, I'd never experienced consummate love yeah. as a person and not just an emotion or an action. Yeah. And the first words he spoke to me were, trust me. And I'd been such an untrust trusting person throughout my life. I've been an agnostic. I've been, um, I did not believe, by the way, in near-death experiences. I discounted mm -hmm. them uh, until I had my own. And so, and I had had this life of feeling like they needed to achieve or to be recognized by others uh, when it was actually insecurity that was driving that. Mm -hmm. And I, I just caved to the floor and I was, I was, I was, I was wrecked. Yeah. I was wrecking in the presence of the Lord God. And I just cried profusely. Yeah. And wrapped his arm around my left shoulder. They gently picked me up. And he turned me face to face. And I looked into the eyes of love. Mm -hmm. The eyes of love. And they tunneled into every dark place within me and illuminated yeah. me with the light of love, the light of Jesus. And I, I, was, I was immersed in his presence and the glory of Jesus, such that you could have thrown me in a trash bin. I was in the glory, <laughs> glorious paradise of heaven, and you could have thrown me in a trash bin as long as it would have been. But Jesus, that's all that yeah. mattered because it was that prevalent that there are no superlatives. Actually, there are no words in the, all of the lexicons within the world to describe what that's like. It's, yeah. it's just too, there's is a word in heaven, um, but there's not a word here uh, to explain that because it is immeasurably beyond anything we could hope or imagine. Yes. I struggle too, which is sometimes even describing him. He's so beautiful. You know, I always say how beautiful he is and how majestic he is, but there's just words always just fall short. And, um, you know, for my experience that I've had and, you know, just in the presence and the love of Jesus, that love is, it's like, it's like starving you know, and then feasting for the first time in your life. It's so satisfying. It's like every place mm. in you that was starved is now so satisfied. And it's, it's just gut wrenching to, to even think of leaving it, you know, that, that is a great analogy, Christina. And I love that because it is, we don't sometimes realize how starved we are for the Lord Jesus, how 
how needful we are for the Lord Jesus, because the irony is that he's continually desiring to be with us, and he is with us. Mm -hmm. And yet, that's one thing that I learned uh, being with him is that is that he has this yearning to be with us. Yeah. So as much as we want to sense his presence, as much as we want to be steeped in in his his glory, as much as we do, he wants it more. Yeah. He wants it more than we do. Yeah. He loves us infinitely more then certainly we love him or that we love mm -hmm. anyone else. And, and that is almost, in, well, I guess it is impossible to comprehend in this life. But mm -hmm. the good news is in heaven, uh, we adopt the Christ mindset that Paul talked about. The Christ mm -hmm. mindset becomes uh, predominant. You know, in this world, we struggle with soul, spirit, uh, and flesh. Our, our mind is telling us one thing. God is perhaps telling us another thing. Um, and then it kind of gets mixed up in, in the milieu of life. And sometimes we can get confused, but in heaven that of course the, the body is, is gone and the mind of Christ then becomes prevalent because the spirit that is our spirit, which is born anew through Christ becomes predominant over the soul. So there's no longer warring between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's an absolute devotion such that his truth infuses everything and everyone in heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's an incredible thing that, that we can't realize in this world. I'm so looking forward to that day when it's, it's just Jesus only, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, we can, you're right. We can get, you know, distracted by things going on around us. And that's why I always tell people that the gospel is not something that you hear once. It's something that you hear every single day because every day we face um, encounters and situations where we have to be reminded of what Jesus has done for us and who we are in him so that we can then enforce his victory that he's already purchased and already won in our life in that situation. Um, yes. He, you said something on your um, interview with Sid Roth that I absolutely loved. You started talking about the Lord's passion and love for the lost. And you started talking about this lamenting cry that he has. Can you, can you talk about that? You know, thinking back on that, there's nothing like the lamentation the Lord has for the lost that, and it's not the, the sorrow or sadness that we experience in this world because it's it's yeah. not it's not something where he's you know in a state of of uh, sadness at all it's the separation that causes that yeah. that mourning uh m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g that mourning that that the lord has for the loss for those who are either uh, not listening to him or that are are not saved yeah um and that desire that that mourning is over the separation and i realized that the separation on all forms of suffering that we experience and all forms of sadness that we experience is because of the separation that we feel mm -hmm. from the lord and he feels it in a different way but he feels that separation also 
But his feeling of separation is from the point of consummate love. Mm-hmm. Our feeling of separation oftentimes is from desperation. Mm-hmm. His is, I want. And he cries with us. He weeps mm-hmm. with us when we go through struggles, when we go yes. through pain and, and fears. Uh, he weeps with us. And that's something that I didn't fully understand mm-hmm. the extent with which God empathizes with us wholly and completely uh, because, of course, Jesus experienced suffering in this world. He knows what that's like. Mm-hmm. But the difference is he knows uh, the effect of it, but he it was never at the effect right. of, of it. Yep. So he yeah. it was he constantly the overcomer. And so um, the importance of seeing him interceding for us was paramount to what I, what I call the thriving life. Yes, absolutely. You know, I've he's so intertwined with us as a one, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that he experiences for us, you know, believers. He experiences so much of our life with us and through us. And if we just had eyes to see Christ in us, my line of you know what he's called me to do. You know, I've just really allowed him to break my heart for what breaks his. Mm. And um, I I think that's why I'm so passionate about reaching the lost Um, because it so breaks his. And, you know, and for me, I've almost experienced it as a a groan and just an utter gut groan. And, you know, I I love, as you were talking about, connection, that reconnection, you know, because of what he's done, he's brought us back into relationship with, with the Godhead. And he's brought us back into the proverbial garden of Eden. And um, so that we can walk with him and talk with him once again, you know, like, like Adam did and like Eve did. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful that Jesus is a God of relationship He's not a God of uh, religious ideals and rituals. He, he wants more than anything simply to just be. And, you know, in my experience, half the time, he's just kissing me or hugging me or loving me. And isn't that, Christina, the way he relates to us? It is. Uh, that is singular to us. He knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly how we respond to his voice. Yeah. For some may read a passage and it may make a huge impact on them. And for others, they read it and, and that's, you know, they, they read it and it doesn't have that same impact. Right. Yeah. And only the Lord really knows that. And so I think the thing that, that really separates us from the Lord are essentially two things. One is fear. And I think the enemy uses fear perhaps more than anything else, to disassociate ourselves from that uh, Quinonia-type fellowship. And the other one is um, are the trials in life. And Jesus gave us forewarning, didn't he? He, he mm-hmm. let us know that in this world we would have trials, mm-hmm. and that he's overcome this world. And he also said this life is as a mist. Yeah. So this is a very, very short time that we have to live. And I realized that in heaven, that there are people that maybe we've lost loved ones or we, um, you know, we have people that are in heaven now. And the question sometimes is posed, do they know 
know us and what we're doing well they know what jesus is telling them mm-hmm. about us and they know that we're here certainly because they had that association i know this sounds uh silly in a way but they're cheerleaders in heaven for our life here because it's so short but our life here is so impactful in terms of the kingdom it is so quintessential in terms of god's plan for um his plan period that what we do in this life is critically important to god uh and so even so it's short and i guess the good news is that our pain is short you know we Mm -hmm. get to the other side of whatever is causing us um, sadness or suffering and then we look back and you know the the proverbial uh saying the memory is kind we look back and say you know i got through it you know i I look back and it, and I was able to to get through this uh, travesty or what have you or this fear overcome it, mm-hmm. and that strengthens us and it builds our our resolve and our ability to to deal with uh, the increasing challenges of this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me because anytime we experience those trials, um, you know, when we invite God into it, we then come away with something sharper and a new revelation of who God is. And you're absolutely right. He didn't author it, but he will use it. You know, and the Lord told me once, he said, every time the enemy comes against you, he sharpens your blade. Mm. And, and, and I just had to take the way that I was viewing my suffering and what I, I've been through in my life, you know, because we've all been through things. And, and I, I had to see it as a, a one, God is going to win ultimately. Um, and two, God is going to use this to make me stronger and more effective against the kingdom of darkness. And so if we can hang on to those two things in our suffering, you know, um, it can help us endure it, you know, cause you're right. You know, the, the apostle Paul tells us there'll be trials and tribulations in this life, but be, be of good joy you've already overcome them, you know, and Christ in us is so much greater than everything we're facing. You know, you talked about um, the authority that we have in Christ to bring heaven to earth. And you actually, you talked about that when you were talking about the cheerleaders, I was thinking of the great cloud of witnesses and how what we decree here on earth is also what's decreed in heaven. Can you talk about that? Yes, and I think one of the best examples was when I uh, was returned uh, to this world, when my heart started beating again after I was resuscitated. And it had been over slightly over 30 minutes. And in heaven, uh, Jesus had told me that he was sending me back. And of course, you know, I wanted to know the answer. And he gave that to me. He said, because you have not fulfilled your purposes yet. And it was after, and, and I've written about this in terms of what went on during that process. However, uh, when I woke up uh, and, you know, the nurse said, Mr. K, can you hear me? There was this couple by my side and they were singing the most glorious, glorious, worshipful prayer. And their last name is Israel of all things. And I, I was hearing this and I thought, this beautiful song, I thought, am I still in heaven? Am I partly in heaven? Because it was that 
beautiful to my ears. And I realized something that before I had left heaven, I had heard that same song. I had mm -hmm. heard the angels singing that same worshipful song. And, and I realized that their prayers through that worshipful song had reached into the halls of heaven, if you will, and they had echoed through heaven in the, in, in the worshipful song of the angels. Um, so I heard that in heaven. And then when I awoke to this acrid smell of the hospital and going from paradise to, you know, bring in my broken body and, and this, you know, terrible environment, I realized that God had enjoyed the prayers of the saints in heaven and that, that there are angels right now, I believe. And in fact, I was trying to remember there, there's a song that somebody sang and recorded, uh, an angel. I know I, now that I mentioned it, I should have that, that singer, but <laughs> there was, uh, there was actually a recording that was done where there was a, a, an angel echoing in a chorus with the song. And that's, that's the way it is in, in this world and in heaven, that there's an mm -hmm. enjoining of our prayers. You know, the, the Lord's prayer says as much that will be done on earth as it is in heaven in the beginning. Yes is that we are enjoining uh, our will, that is we're understanding God's will is, as, as well, that what God desires, God, uh, we will worship, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and praises. So we're worshiping him. And then we're, we're asking, Lord, impart to me your will. What should I pray for? What do I need? Reveal that to me. Mm -hmm. And then the Holy Spirit is, is so gracious in revealing that to us and desires to reveal the things for which we should pray and the things mm -hmm. for which we need. And it can come in the, you know, just a, a feeling, a compulsion that I've got to, I've got to pray for this or peace or a comfort or something of that nature. And so we pray that. And then thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're praying literally, it's kind of like a cup in heaven, resides in heaven. I'm using an analogy, of course. And our prayers go to heaven. They fill that cup to the, to the point where God pours forth that answered prayer. And mm -hmm. there's an enjoining of what happens in heaven. Uh, and there's a very real enjoining of what happens in, in heaven because there is uh, an accoutrement of angels that uh, are also hearing the Lord's direction and praying and, and, and being directed by God as to what they need to do. So it's that such that he's pouring down his will into this earth and answered prayers. And it's just mm -hmm. absolutely incredible, that dynamic. And it's one that uh, when people, I guess the, I'll, I'll end with this, when people think that, oh my goodness, is God hearing my prayers? You know, it seems like I'm not getting answers. You know, it's not, not happening. And and uh, the, the answer to that is yes, he hears those prayers. And I would say that every prayer that is earnestly prayed through the compulsion of the Holy Spirit speaking to us is answered with a yes, mm. because he desires a greater things than we desire. So mm -hmm. we may desire to get out of whatever, you know, whatever trial we are, but God has a greater plan. He has something even richer in what you were talking about, Christina, which is there's a, there's a sharpening process so that I, I had no idea, Christina, that, that I, I had gone through this 
terribly devastating event and I couldn't walk. I had damaged organs and I thought this would be the worst event in my life or had been the worst event in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet God turned that around Romans eight twenty eight for good. Yeah. And it took that really. And now I'm getting messages from people, you know, that they're, they're coming to a, a, just the impact. I, mm-hmm. I would have never thought, but it, I was born through the ashes. Yeah. And that, that was well worth it. If I, I guess I would say that um, I'm very thankful for having, having died. That sounds strange. I know. I know. I think you know what I mean. I do. I so do, Randy. That is so beautiful. And, you know, I'm so thankful that that is who he is. You know, he, he gets good out of the most dire circumstances, if, even if we can't see it and we don't know where it's going to be. I just, I want to encourage those believers out there. If you're in a dire situation right now, if there are flames all around you, God can and will take and turn that situation around for good, you know? And I, I pray that you don't have to die to get there, but you know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> die to the flesh maybe, but you yeah. know, to, for the spirit, but not die. Uh, right. Well, and that's am... the, that's also the, uh, you know, the fact of life barring a rapture is that we're all going to uh, have that experience at some point and yeah. we'll have loved ones that will perhaps precede us. Um, but it's inevitability. And so the hope of heaven is something that is absolutely spectacular, mm-hmm. but also the importance of, uh, of this life. And so with an eye toward heaven, realizing that this life is but a mist, uh, the hope of heaven really is an encouragement that it's all well worth it. There will be no memory, no sorrows, no, no yeah. crying, no, well, crying yet, <laughs> tears of joy. <laughs> That's of right. Awe. That's but, right. Uh, there will be no, no lamentations in heaven. Um, yeah. When we get there. I, I firmly believe that, you know, um, Putty Putman said something to me recently. He said, this life is the only life, the only time that we get to suffer for Jesus. And I thought, wow, that really puts it all in perspective. This is the, this life right here, right now is the only time when we get to lay it all on the line for Jesus. Man, because when we yeah. get there, it's, it's all, it's all said and done and it's nothing but joy for the rest of eternity but this moment this time right here this life god may we just lay it all on the line for you jesus yes yes absolutely it's when you said that christina i thought of of one thing in particular and that is it is an honor to suffer as unto the lord yeah carry our cross to um it is, a, it is a sacrifice that, that we make to him yeah. when we go through that. But also, uh, there's a reward in heaven yeah. uh, that we gain. And that reward, I don't think there's, well, I know that there's no one will get to heaven and say, I wish I had a bigger mansion and so-and-so. If you look at the Hebrew Greek translation, when it talks about, you know, the, the mansion uh, God, that uh, Jesus said he was uh, creating for us in heaven, that was more uh, translated as a dwelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, the greatest reward is closeness to God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what we do here in this world uh, will, the closeness we have in drawing closer to God will 
transfer, translate over into heaven, especially mm-hmm. that closeness will be exponentially more so. But there is a parallel between the closeness that we have in this world and the closeness we have to God in heaven. As, as maybe odd as that uh, seems, I do believe in last minute conversions. I do believe yeah. that there are people who can just cry out to the name of Lord and, and ask him to, uh, for forgiveness at that last whatever moment of time. I do believe in that firmly, but those who have faithfully served him have a closeness to God that is, is so great. Everyone certainly that goes from this life to heaven has an enhanced closeness to God. Mm-hmm. And those who have served him faithfully have an even greater closeness to God in heaven. And that's something that I, that I learned. And wow. it's absolutely amazing that, you know, so it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, draw closer, you know, get closer to him because when you get there, it will be exponentially more so. And you'll be in the, um, you'll be with the Lord in, in such a level of intimacy that will, that will be just beyond words. I'm so happy that you said that because that is a place that I have struggled because I told the Lord, I said, I don't want mansions. I don't rent ruling positions. I just want to be with you. That's it. That's all I want. And um, I remember one time I was having this vision and I was seeing Jesus high up on the throne and it was, uh, I was seeing the train of his robe filling, filling the temple. And I just saw this, you know, choir of people just worshiping him, um, thousands and thousands. And I was watching as this train just kind of, kind of, uh, moved through the, the crowd of people. And I was so desperate to be so close to him. And I picked up his robe and I held it, you know, I just hugged it because if that's all I could hug, that's what I wanted. And instantly he was right in front of my face and he hugged me and he said, you're going to be with me because, um, you know, just, I think, you know, this side of heaven, we can have such an incredible level of intimacy with him, you know, and I just, I'm so happy to hear that we can have that in heaven as well, you know? Yes. He's just so beautiful, you know, Mm. and he's so lovely and so kind and he is our greatest reward. You know, I, I almost cringe when I would kind of hear the joke. People would say, oh, I'm putting another skylight in my mansion. I'm like, I don't want a skylight. (laughs) You know, I just want him. (laughs) It's so precious. So precious, Christina. And you know, as, as, as impactful as, as that is in that in that vision and the experience and the intimacy with the Lord here it is magnified in in such a exponentially infinite way in heaven yeah. that this this I will call it a remnant of God's love here that lingers in our in our spirit that lingers in our soul uh, and when we get to heaven, that is times infinite yeah. so that there's nothing. I was, you know, I joined a group in Texas, um, John Burke, who wrote Imagine Heaven. He has become a friend of mine. And he said, hey, we're doing a taping down in Texas. Would you like to come down? So I came down. It was the first time that I had experienced other uh, NDE or afterlife uh, mm. experiencers, if you will. 
And I felt like it was a heaven reunion. I felt like it was an N of one. It's a scientific term for I was the only one, you know, and I, we were talking about this and that, oh, you know, the magnified colors and, oh yes. And the senses and heaven and, and the, this and that, you know, we were exchanging these things about, about heaven and the commonalities were striking. That's amazing. But the one thing that we agreed on was that the intimacy with the Lord was just absolutely paramount. And that was, that was it. That was everything, everything. Yeah. And it was infinitely more. But the thing of it is, we were, we didn't, all of us didn't feel that, um, felt that we were the only one that kind of yeah. felt the profundity of what that was like, even though we uh, are now feeling the remnant of what that was like, still the remnant alone, the lingering presence, the lingering effect of that is so impactful that I could never be the same and neither could any of them. Yeah. Uh, we were changed completely because we had, we had, we had seen into the eyes of love. We felt the presence of life. We felt pervasive love throughout us. We felt God's consummate love. And if anyone could even touch a small fraction of what that was, everyone would be saved. Everyone would want to spend more time. Everyone would, would long for that because they would just understand an inkling yeah. of the love of Jesus for us and that we would want to give it back even yeah. as meagerly as, as yeah. we could possibly we we think of but we think in here in this life is uh, love is an action emotion or but the person of love is something that is is singular to God because yeah. he's the person of love yeah and what does that we've never met I mean I had came from a loving family and I had uh, I didn't go through abuse as many have uh, however I still uh, had never experienced love like it was and is. Uh, this lingering effect today uh, as with Jesus. I love that so much. I, I, I cannot wait to be face-to-face -face in heaven. You know, the, the glimpses that I've had here on earth with, you know, my walk with him have been life-changing, but I fully and completely believe you that they are mere shadows and reflections of what is to come. I really do. Yes, no, yeah. that's so true. Randy, is there anything burning on your heart that you would maybe like to say to our listeners directly? I would say if you don't know him, just pray. Ask, ask Jesus for forgiveness. Ask Jesus to take control of your life, to be your Lord. And if you do know him and you're struggling through whatever, or you fear, you're fearful of, of something, uh, then just know the gods in control and that no one in your entire life could possibly love you as much and just follow the words that he gave me uh, initially when I met him face to face when he said trust me trust me I love that Randy thank you would you like to pray for our listeners to just encounter this real living and loving Jesus I would be honored thank you Dear Lord, oh, I hear the crying hearts of so many. Lord, you hear their cries. You desperately want them to know that you hear that. 
You yes. hear them and you will heal them and you will provide maybe not the answers to the questions, but you are the answer to all of that que their questions and that will be enough because I pray that you would impart their, your presence to them. You will impart your presence such that you will assuage every concern, every suffering, that you will give them the peace and comfort that surpasses their own understanding, that they might know you, yes. know you, not just know of you, but that they yes. will know you and that they will be fully consumed with love. When you are love and you care for them so much. So I pray, Lord, that you would give them a heart after you because we love because you first loved us. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, fill us to overflowing that we might be able to worship you and praise you knowing wherever we are. Hey, you are Lord. You are our God. You are Elohim. You are Yeshua. Yeah. You are our all. You are the great I am. Yes. You are sufficient for all that we need. So we give you the glory. We give you the praise that you reign in heaven yes. and that rain pours forth here on earth such that one day, yes. one glorious day, we will see you face to face in paradise yes. and there will be no more tears and it will all have been infinitely worthwhile. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Randy. Well, I hope and I pray that today's show has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. And you will find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Randy Kay. And if you want to pick up a copy of his book, Dying to Meet Jesus, at randyk.org and wherever books are sold. Randy, thank you so much for being here. It has been such a pleasure and honor to be with you. Thank you, Christina, for having me. The honor is all mine. It is just incredible. And I just, I know it's going to bless people and help reveal so much more of our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Until next week, May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.